0: Hello and welcome to a new week. Last week, well, was interesting. (laughs) You know, I have been thinking a lot about diversity, education, and democracy. And I've been working with young folks for over 15 years. I started out as an aspiring youth minister at the very young age of 15. And since my mid-20s, I've transitioned into becoming an educator who works in college access with K-12 students and schools, community-based organizations, and post-secondary institutions around college and career success. And I do this work with the belief that one day, many more students from diverse backgrounds will continue their education beyond high school finish up their post-secondary studies and eventually move into rooms where decisions are being made about how to build a more inclusive, peaceful, and democratic society. But we're not there yet, especially when as a Black male educator, I have chosen a profession in which people who look like me are significantly underrepresented. Two percent of our nation's teachers are Black men, even though students, teachers, parents, Educators tell us repeatedly that all students from all racial backgrounds benefit from having and being in a learning environment with diverse teachers. And when we disaggregate the data on the most overlooked students, which in America are typically black and brown boys, we know that hiring more black teachers results in better outcomes. Whether we're talking about access to honors classes, higher grades, fewer suspensions, a more heightened sense of belonging, or being 32% more likely to attend college. But like Dr. King's dream, I too have a dream. I believe that my generation or a future generation will see a day that America will one day have more diverse educators, and specifically more black male educators. That is what we will discuss in today's episode, reimagining a world of education in which there is an increased percentage of high school black male students who graduate from college with their hearts and minds committed to becoming educators. And in this episode, I want to talk about three things. First, I'll start by sharing my personal story as a black male educator and a range of insights from supporting young people and navigating the college-going process, especially young men of color. Second, I want to share some thoughts on ways to increase the chances that more black male high school students will become future educators. And third, let's do some reflecting on what each of us can do and where do we go from here. How many of you have heard Malcolm London's TED Talk? It was a poem entitled High School Training Ground. Let me cue it up here because Michael, who at the time was a high schooler from Chicago, when he delivered this TED Talk, shared some insights that will be the foundation for this week's episode. I want you to listen up. 7.45
1: a.m., I open the doors to a building dedicated to building, yet only breaks me down. I march down hallways cleaned up after me every day by regular janitors, but I never had the decency to honor their names. Lockers left open like teenage boys' mouths when teenage girls wear clothes that covers the insecurities but exposes everything else. Masculinity mimics by men who grew up with no fathers. Camouflage worn by bullies who are dangerously armed but need hugs. Teachers pay less than what it costs them to be here. Oceans of adolescents come here to receive lessons but never learn to swim. Part like the Red Sea when the bell rings. This is a training ground. My high school is Chicago, diverse, and segregated on purpose. Social lines are barbed wire. Labels like regulars and honors resonate. I am an honors, but go home with regular students who are soldiers in territory that owns them. This is a training ground to sort out the regulars from the honors, a reoccurring cycle built to recycle the trash of this system. Trained. At a young age to capitalize, letters taught now the capitalism raises you, but you have to step on someone else to get there. This is a training ground where one group is taught to lead and the other is made to follow. No wonder so many of my people spit bars because the truth is hard to swallow. The need for degrees has left so many people frozen. Homework is stressful. But when you go home every day and your home is work you don't want to pick up any assignments reading textbooks is stressful but reading does not matter when you feel your story is already written either dead or getting booked taking tests is stressful but bubbling in a scantron does not stop bullets from bursting i hear education systems are failing but I believe they're succeeding at what they're built to do to train you, to keep you on track, to track down an American dream that has failed so many of us all.
0: What a powerful message. Uh, you know, I just. Love the way he starts the poem with, at 7.45 a.m., I open the doors to a building dedicated to building, yet only breaks me down. You know, Malcolm's opening words brings us to the first theme of my point in this episode, and it's something we hear a lot about, intention versus impact. You know, I think back on an experience I had early in my college career Going into my sophomore year, remember staying after class to talk with my business professor, wanted to hear his thoughts about changing my intended college major from business to education. And as a first generation college student, I can tell you firsthand that it can take a lot of guts and a lot of courage to seek advice from a professor. Well, I went to him for advice, but surprisingly, <laughs> he did not encourage me to go into education. Instead, he advised me to choose a business career because in his words, I could always go into education later, it would be much easier. Now, who knows what my business professor's intentions were? Nonetheless, the impact of his advice led me to delay and initially discount education as a viable career path for many years. And I often think on that experience every time I give advice to students about possible career paths. I just find it interesting (laughs) that I was talking to a university professor who himself is an educator, but who did not encourage me to pursue a career in education. And to take it a step further, I can't help but wonder how could my professor overlook Letting me know that under the umbrella term of education, there is a range of careers. But unfortunately, my professor's oversight is not the only kind of experience that reflects a missed opportunity for encouraging individuals like me to pursue a career in education. Another example is something that happens in many middle and high schools. Career fair. As many of us know, career fairs are phenomenal opportunities for students to explore a wide range of lesser known careers. But you know what's interesting is that in all my years as an education professional, I can probably name only a handful of times when a middle school or a high school career fair exposed students to various professions within education. Listen. It's not lost on me that the overwhelming majority of career fairs, and particularly those planned for girls and students of color, try to prioritize a range of careers where there is a significant underrepresentation of women and people of color, like becoming a doctor or a scientist or private equity or engineering. But if we in education are not vigilant, we could find ourselves easily allowing the critical and very relevant focus on getting more underrepresented students into STEM fields, like computer science or artificial intelligence, to lead us away from encouraging Black teenagers, and particularly Black males, to consider careers in education. Which, like a STEM career, is an equally important field that deeply needs more black males. You know, even as a high school student, I don't ever recall having a guest speaker come into class to talk about life as an education policy major uh, or education entrepreneur or even the behind the scenes experience of a classroom teacher. And I may be speaking to the choir here, but we as educators know that there are many careers under the umbrella of education that students just don't know about. Corporate training, higher education, education law, education advocacy, after-school programming, workforce development, college counseling, private online tutoring. I bet if I took a poll right now and asked you throughout your K-12 experience, how many black male educators did you have? How many black male teachers did you have? I would not be surprised if you said zero or one or two. Again, I'm speaking to the choir here. We know that a black male teacher is essential for all students, not just black and brown students. The demand for increasing the presence of more black male educators is for the benefit of all students. The second theme I want to talk about, going back to Malcolm's point when he said, the need for degrees has left so many people frozen. You know, that quote stood out to me because we cannot have a meaningful conversation about increasing the percentage of black male educators if we don't increase the rate of black students who continue their education beyond high school. You know, I grew up in a small town and a week before the scholarships deadline, a school staff let me know about the Bill and Melinda Gates scholarship. And really up to that point, I did not completely think college was an option for me, not because I didn't believe I could cut it academically, but because in my eyes, as a first-generation student, it was just too expensive. And when I got the Gates Scholarship, I had the opportunity to experience a shift in mindset to believe that college was indeed affordable for someone like me. And when I went to college, I was clear then, And I am still very clear now. I am not the only black student or black male student from my community who desired and deserved that opportunity. In fact, when we look at the numbers, black and brown students have some of the highest college aspiration rates of many other racial groups. However, black and brown students have some of the lowest college acceptance and college completion rates. And it really keeps me motivated to this work when research continues to suggest that nationwide, the high school graduation rate for black males is 59%, which is the lowest of any student population in this country. And going back to Malcolm's point when he says the need for degrees has left so many people frozen. Let's talk about affordability and what it takes to help students make affordable Decisions. Dr. Lanisha Adams, she's a fellow Gates Millennium Scholar alum and an educator, said on an earlier podcast episode that folks should not have to go into debt to get out of poverty when getting a college degree. When she said that on episode three of this podcast, I wanted to stop the interview <laughs> and start tweeting and retweeting and ig that quote everywhere. Because I remember working with a high school male student who even now wants to become an educator. He got his financial award letter and we sat down together to go over everything. And after looking at the Pell Grant and a few other college-based scholarships, a few of the colleges really overloaded him with student loans. We're talking more than $15,000 a year in student loans. Now, he's a first-generation student. If he had taken on that debt for a four-year degree, he could have graduated with a bachelor's degree and nearly $60,000 in debt, which is $30,000 more than the average amount of student loan debt. Now, who would expect him to really go into education with that kind of debt? Not to mention, there are still expectations, and for many students, myself included, That after getting a college degree, you aspire to obtain the kind of earning potential to create a life that would include things like buying a home, investing in retirement, having extra cash to enjoy life. So as educators, we can play a role in helping students build up their belief that, yes, college is affordable. And there are some things that we could do to make that happen. Let me go over four. There are definitely... So many more, but for now, just wanna touch on four. First, we can advocate for our students by reaching out to our schools of education. See if there are scholarship opportunities that have been created or could be created to encourage more black male high school students to pursue a career in education. Number two, because as educators and advisors, we've already navigated college affordability challenges. So we are better positioned to talk with our students about tuition reimbursement or income-based repayment or loan forgiveness. And depending on a student's academic, financial, or life circumstances, we could help students consider going to community college for the first two years to make their overall college-going experience affordable. Number three, the same way that my high school education advisor handed me information about the Gates Millennium Scholarship, I often encourage classroom teachers and other school staff to keep in mind that even if your high school students have a college advisor at the school, many times the caseload is too large that the college advisors on staff are unable to provide tailored advice. And number four, classroom teachers and other school staff can partner with their college advisors to create a network of opportunities for students to access, especially those black male high school students who come to you for recommendation letters, which could be a prime time to check in with those students to make sure they do not take on too many student loans for college. We need as many voices as possible within a school to reinforce same message, that a student's goal is to find the highest quality college option that is also a financial fit. Because the more we can get that message in front of students, and particularly male students of color, about making the most affordable college decision, the more we can help free students up to consider a career in education if they decide to do so after college. So where do we go from here? So far, when it comes to getting more black high school male students on a path to become educators. We've talked about early exposure to careers in education through career fairs. Again, this could allow students to explore multiple professions within education from education technology, education policy, education entrepreneurship, classroom teaching, or many other education related career roles. And we talked about encouraging students to make affordable college decisions that will help them to avoid being saddled with debt and freeze them up to experience a life in education, especially early in their professional journey. And now for the third and final theme and to go back to Malcolm's poem, when he says teachers are paid less than what it costs to be here. And I'll wrap on this final point. I had to wrestle with the notion that becoming an educator compared to, say, finance or tech is not particularly a lucrative career choice, at least in the early years. And this could be a big deal for many students and in particular black boys, especially when you look at the poverty level of black America, which is around 21 percent, nearly double the nation's average, which we all know is rooted in the context of Jim Crow, redlining, and other policies. So it can be a challenge, and it could be challenging to convince a first-generation college student, particularly some black male students who may already be financially treading water, to then choose a less lucrative career path in comparison to careers in business consulting or finance or tech. And again, like many individuals, I had to wrestle with this reality right after undergrad. Here I am with a college degree, landed a job at one of the top consulting firms and had to look myself in the mirror many nights going back and forth, thinking about the things I wanted for my future. I knew I wanted to start a family one day. I wanted to buy a home and I wanted to travel the world. So I wrestled with whether I should follow the money and financially secure my future, or follow what I felt to be my calling of becoming an educator that helps other young people to continue their education beyond high school. And I've been very forthcoming with sharing that coming into education wasn't financially easy, for lack of better words. And young black males who want to pursue this career field should know that too should know that early on, with the exception of those in a more senior role, you may have to navigate a fairly minimum income. You know, our, And I believe that it, you know, it takes courage to trust students with the truth. And the truth is, right now in this country, we don't always pay teachers or education professionals what they deserve i tell students that their salary may see a boost after pursuing graduate studies and acquiring more years of experience however until that boost happens by getting more education or more years of experience or getting into a more senior role i encourage aspiring educators that they may have to leverage newly emerging tech tools to augment their income as an educator. I tell them, hey, listen, depending on your financial goals, you may have to leverage your skills at, to earn money outside of the classroom or outside of your education job by becoming, for example, a life coach or private tutor, create some online courses, become a blogger, get your real estate license, just to name a few options. You know, I've worked in and around school, so I know the exhaustion that we as educators can feel from navigating the demands of being an educator. So I'm not advocating that educators should have to create additional sources of income outside of an already stressful career field. But until folks in education are paid for being the reason that so many other professions can exist, then we have to be open with prospective black male educators that they may have to parlay their skills into creating additional sources of income, or we run the risk of folks getting financially frustrated and leaving the field altogether. So given what you already know and what you've heard me talk about, what additional ideas do you have on how we can increase the percentage of more high school Black male-identified students who seek to become educators We'd love for you to leave a comment, a question, or share your ideas on this episode. You can drop me an email if you would like at Quentin at ScholarNavigator.org. Until next week, be well, be in peace.